everyone, and welcome to this Game Luster podcast. This is Haley speaking. I am a copy editor at Game Luster and today's host. I am joined by Mike. Hello. And and Austin. Hey there. And they are both writers at Game Luster. So before we get into today's topic, I want to start off with a really quick currently playing. So Austin, why don't you start us off? Yeah, um so I'm always playing something and usually I play a lot of different things. And uh this time I just decided to pick up Day of Infamy on a whim. Um it was having a free weekend at the time of this podcast and uh, I just decided to buy it because I had some funds in my account. Uh, it's a FPS that's, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Insurgency, but um, it's kind of like counter strike but more um, tactical, team-focused, um, you know, like if you get shot, then you're dead. It's just a fun FPS that I've been playing. And then the other game is Battletech, which is a uh, strategy game that just came out not too long ago that has mechs in it. I mean... What more can you ask for? Uh, so far, it's it's really fun. Um, it's made by the creators of the Shadowrun series, which I was a fan of. And um, it's not as story-focused as those games, but uh, the combat is... Well, it's, it's more combat-focused than anything, and um, it's really... The strategy layer is very deep, so I'm, I'm also enjoying that as a real-time strategy fan. Actually, no, it's turn-based. My bad. But yeah, I'm a fan of that. <laughs> the Battletech sounds really cool. I've seen a little bit of it played on Twitch from someone called Dance Gaming. It definitely seems interesting, so I think I might have to give that a shot, too. Oh, yeah. I have to look that up myself. Yeah, I, I recommend it so far. Um, barely any complaints, so... Um, it's a little steep in price, but I think you guys would have fun with it. All games are expensive these days. True. It seems. <laughs> Very true. My wallet cries every time I look at a game. <laughs> I feel you, especially as a college student with student loans now. Oh boy. Oh, don't 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 get me oh, started yeah. there. It's That's a whole nother yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, what are you playing? I'm doing a second run-through of Persona 5 right now. Ooh. Yeah, I started that a couple of weeks ago. Probably about 60% of the way through, if I remember correctly, from the first playthrough. Hmm. I have some friends who have played Persona 5, and I looked at it myself. But every time I'm like, yeah, I want to play it, I'm also like, can I actually get into that? I mean, it's a good game. It's a really, really good game. It's just, do you have 100 hours? Oof. Probably not, <laughs> but we can just say that I like to think that I do. Yeah. And just leave it at that. Um, I am currently playing God of War. Uh, nice. My impressions piece will be coming out soon uh but let's just say it's 
and impressions and reviews and you kind of like mix it all together and slap it in the oven and then whatever you come out with is whatever you come out with it's god of war has made me feel many different ways and it it has also made me yell at my tv a lot because (laughs) some little kid cannot shut up for the life of him i'm not sure if i love him or i hate him but with that being said, let's move into today's topic. And today's topic is E3 predictions. Now, E3 is about, give or take, two or so months away. And I figured that we could hop on the E3 hype train early and get it moving. So, starting with Austin, what would you like to see or hope to see at e3 this summer okay um i have a couple things but the biggest one for me is that i hope that we see something about halo at the microsoft press conference be it a teaser for the next game um hopefully not a spin-off or god forbid a battle royale um but you know it's been a couple years since halo 5 has released I think now is the time for uh, the next one to be coming out. And I think this is probably a pretty safe bet that we'll see something on it at this point. Are you a massive Halo fan? Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up with Halo. Um, You know, even though I was not even 10 years old, I was playing Halo 2 online. And so my Xbox Live account is like 13 years old at this point. Um and I mean, Halo Five was pretty much the whole reason I bought the Xbox One over the um, the PlayStation because I knew that Halo would be on it, and I was a little disappointed with it. But um, overall, I mean, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I'm a lore buff. Um, I used to collect some stuff, so yeah. Is there anything else? that you're hoping to see anything from say like Sony or anything from like publishers yeah um all right i'll say two more um i hope to hear about it's called Starfield it's um like Bethesda's supposed next game that's set in the Fallout universe um but it takes place in space so it's like an FPS in the same vein as Fallout Um, I've been hearing little tidbits about that, and supposedly it was supposed to be announced, uh, last E3, but we didn't see that. And, um, since we're expecting to see two new IPs before Elder Scrolls, I'm going to assume that this might be one of those IPs that they'll have at their press conference. Um, and then the last thing that I'm hoping for is... Fire Emblem Switch reveal. It's supposed to come out this year. We haven't heard anything on it at all other than that, well, it's supposed to come out this year. And um, I I don't know if that's still going to happen or not, but I'm definitely expecting Nintendo to showcase that. And if they do, then I would expect it to release probably this holiday season uh, if it does come out this year. If not, well, I guess we have a little bit more time to wait, but that's something I'm really excited to see. It's supposed to come out this year seems to be the line for all video games in the works. Like, 
they'll they'll say, "Ooh, look at our new game. It's supposed to come out this year." And then you're just sitting there like, "Yeah, you said that like 6 years ago. What's going I on?" I think now? I think most of the games we're going to be discussing today have a 2018 release date. <laughs> I mean, we can all hope that they come out in 2018. It seems like every year they're like, "Yes, this is a big year in gaming." And then I'm sitting here like, my PS4 is covered in four inches of dust. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know, Nintendo's been killing it, though. I'm hoping, since there's been a lull, uh, with the exception of Kirby coming out, uh, what, like two months ago, that they're going to have some stuff, some really good, uh, high-quality games coming out in the uh, I, uh, half of the year. Oh, sorry. Um, I was about to say, if I expect the most out of any of the companies, it's Nintendo. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be announcing a lot of really good stuff this year. Yeah, I agree. I'm. It's probably the one that I'm most excited about. Usually, since I'm an Xbox fanboy, um, I'm rooting for them. But I mean, I'm on the Switch bandwagon right now. I, I really can't wait to see uh, every new announcement they have. You know, I'm looking at their YouTube. I'm looking at their subreddit, just trying to see if anything new has been announced. Now, on the topic of Nintendo. Do you guys prefer the way that they do their E3 coverage? Do you like the videos? Or would you prefer Nintendo do something like the other companies like Microsoft and Sony and do like an in-person type of reveal? I... Oh, sorry, Mike. You know what? I'll let you go. I was about to say, I'm um, kind of on both sides. I think it's nice, you know, just a little video. I could watch it whenever I'm available. I don't have to sit there and watch it live. But at the same time, there's just something about watching people on stage, you know, doing their thing up there, you know? It's like those, like, you can actually see their reactions. Like, the at when they did Mario and Rabbids, the, the head guy, I, I forget his name. He, like, he was crying in the audience. And just being able to see those reactions, I think, makes the whole experience, even if you're watching at home, um, extremely genuine because you get to see these uh, people who work on these games day in and day out have their game showcased and show the world what they love. And so I think being able to see those genuine reactions in person is really cool um so austin do you prefer in person or the video ah that's that's a hard one because (laughs) i always loved the um nintendo press conferences reggie feels me you know on stage i love that guy uh great personality and everything um but i mean they do a really good job with nintendo treehouse and their like e3 showcase um, they, they make it very Nintendo. Um, I remember one year, like the puppet show. I don't know. That was weird, but I really liked it. And that's something you can't really do on an E3 stage. Um, and also I think at the same time, I, I just, I think that the audience reaction, as you were saying, is something that you can't get with those videos that they do for E3 now. Um, but it's really cool to see like everybody's reaction, the whole audience 
to a new game coming out. That's that's one aspect that I really enjoy about E3 overall, um, be it the Xbox or PlayStation conference. Uh, so I miss that, but I can't really complain. I, I like both of them. I think with if they're doing video, you can definitely create um, some sort of magic to it with special effects and things like that, but it definitely brings it to life, which is something you can't necessarily do on stage. But again, I definitely prefer, I think I personally prefer the in-person reactions because I love seeing everyone just get so excited and get so mind blown over whatever is on screen. Like I remember when the PS4 and the Xbox One, when they released and when they were announced at E3 and when um, the head guy at Sony, I am blanking out on all these names right now, (laughs) (laughs) but when he got up on stage and he was like, there's no mandatory online. There's no this. There's no this. And everybody just went nuts. Because that was the exact opposite of what Xbox had announced. And nobody wanted any of that. But then the head guy at Sony comes out. And he's like, it's just a gaming console. Have it. And everybody's like, yeah. And I'm just like, I think I teared up a little bit when that <laughs> happened. Like, it was great. Yeah, that was a dark day for Xbox fans. And I definitely, we're kind of going off topic, but I feel like Xbox has definitely been recovering from that ever since. Like, they've been doing pretty well, but I don't think their E3 press conferences have been great since that moment. And I feel like they've definitely been trying to come back from that and be like, hey, you know, we, f- we, excuse my language, we fucked up and we're learning from that and we just want to give you the best experience from us that we can give you. Yeah, and, you know, they replaced, or I don't know, maybe they fired him. I think his name was Don Matrick. He was the guy that, was there for the whole, you know, Xbox TV fiasco and all that. And then in comes Bill Spencer, who I think we all have to agree that he's pretty great. Um, I don't have any problems with him, and he's really livened up the uh, press conferences a lot more. Although, I wish that they would have more games, more exclusives. But if they could do that um, combined with um, Phil Spencer, then they could do a really good conference. I definitely have to agree. I think Phil Spencer has definitely helped out Xbox and has built it up from what it was. He seems like just a great and genuine guy that really wants to make Xbox the best that it can be. Though, when they do the Forza unveilings, like, I'm just sick of seeing, like, a car up on stage. Like, give me... Give me something else than just a car up on stage. Make it cooler. A whole racetrack. Put a whole racetrack <laughs> in there. Oh, <laughs> I mean... Screen comes down. There's a racetrack back there. At this point, they're going to have to do that because they're just going to keep on throwing cars in there. Oh, I, man. I mean, that'd be... I, I 
not complaining. I don't think they could fit a whole racetrack in there, but I mean, if they try, you know. Kudos props, to them. Props to them. <laughs> it's just the one year uh, a car came from the ceiling, and then I think like last year, maybe last year, could have been the year before that, but they just had a car on stage, and I was just like, okay, yeah, this is Forza. What's coming on after this? You know, it was a very nice car, though, you have to admit. They, I mean, they always have real fancy cars that, you know, you're never going to be able to afford or ever see again. So you're just like, hmm, what did they do with the cars after this? And, you know, I think it was last year that they had, it, it was a new Porsche, and they're like, this is the first time anybody's seeing this. I'm just like, whoop-de-doo. It's a car. I want to see video games. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not going to be able to, like, ever sit in that. So why why are you trying to tease me with this? This isn't cool. Exactly. Like, my yeah. student debt is as much, probably not even as much as that car. And you are trying to like be like, hey, like look at this fancy car. Don't you want it? Be like, no. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> no. no. I wish like it could pay for me to go to school for like till I die. But, uh, cars aside, <sighs> hold another topic there, too. Uh, Mike, what are your E3 predictions? Uh, for one, Death Stranding. Um. Yes. Yes. It was revealed, it was revealed what, two years ago? Yeah, I think and, so. And we know very little about it. We know Norman Reedus is in it. We know Mads Mikkelsen's in it. And that's just about it. Guillermo del Toro as well. Oh yeah, he was in the trailer briefly, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Other than that, it's like we don't even know how it's gonna play. I want, you know, Hideo Kojima to come up here and you know show me, you know, how's it gonna play? What's it gonna look like? You know, I want, I, I want more. He could slap me in the face and be like, "Here's a release year," and I'd be like, "I love you." <laughs> I am okay now. Thank you. Yeah. Supposedly, it was supposed to come out before next year. So this is another one of those we are talking earlier, you know, 2018 things. I, I don't think it's going to come out this year. I don't think so either, but I mean, I, mean, I can hope. Yeah, we can all hope, <laughs> but I feel as if maybe like next year might be the earliest that it comes out. But I feel like that's pushing it but i definitely do hope that they give us a little bit more because i really liked the trailer that they had at e3 last year and it yeah. did give us a little bit but i'm still like 196 percent confused about anything and everything that that game's supposed to be about so, I definitely hope that we get more. Is there anything else that you're hoping to see? Uh, supposedly a new Pokemon is on the way. So, oh, I'm yeah. really hoping, I'm really hoping, you know, after the whole big Smash Brothers thing, because I know Smash Brothers is going to be there, you know, they just drop a really cool Pokemon trailer. Do you, now, with the Switch being out, I assume that everyone is hoping that it's going to be on the Switch. Yeah, I'm hoping for a Switch. 
Um, they did announce no more main um, series Pokemon games on 3DS, so so it's got to oh. be so it's got to be Switch. Do you think that being that? Do you think that being that? Oh gosh, English Haley. Um, do you think <laughs> that? It might have some sort of multiplayer aspect, being that you can take the Joy-Cons off of the Switch. That would be actually pretty cool, you know, having, you know, be able to go do things with your friend, you know, with one Joy-Con, you know, in each other's hands, you know? Or, like, even battle them. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool, too. Quick trades or something like that, you know? I think that would definitely bring back that sort of, like, old school feel. Like, just sitting around playing Pokemon with your friends and being like, Hey, hey, listen, I got this real bad trade for you, but I'm going to try to win you over with some bubblegum and not take your Pokemon when you're not looking. I kind of hope that they do something like Pokemon Stadium. If you're going to use both Joy-Cons... Uh, just, you know, great multiplayer, um, just need two people. It's kind of perfect for that. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. I think that if they don't include a multiplayer, that it would just be definitely, like, missing, like, half of the game. Because they have... It's there, the ability with the systems there so there's not much you have to really worry about on that aspect it's just will they include it so hopefully nintendo is listening in on us right now not really because i don't want them spying on me but (laughs) hopefully this is a little nudge to them that they should include it so, yeah, Nintendo needs to listen and you know, <laughs> get us, give us some good stuff. Yeah. So, is there anything anything else on your list? This one's kind of a far cry. Um, <laughs> far and, cry. Um, but I'm hoping a Devil May Cry Five. Ooh. Um, the <coughs> series director, you know, the guy who's directed the whole series, a few months back, said that his current project was nearing completion. I've been hoping that that's Devil May Cry. Every day I am hoping I'm going to go on the news and it's going to say Devil May Cry 5 is coming. Now, did you play, or if you did play, did you enjoy it, the kind of like revamp one that they did for PS3? Oh, sorry. Um, you were cutting out a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, I just I asked if you enjoyed the kind of like remake or revamp that they um made for the PS3. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Devil May Cry three special edition. Um, or I, just all of them in general. I think it was just called Devil May Cry. Yeah, it was. Oh, DMC. Yeah, that one. That one. Um. I enjoyed it not as much as like the main mainland series but I you know it was it was a good game it was just not what I was expecting I 
had watched someone play DMC, and so that kind of got me interested in the main uh, storyline, so I went back and picked up all the older ones and played them, and I definitely prefer the older ones, while I struggled because I suck at playing all video games in general. <laughs> um, I definitely enjoyed those ones more. I think more so because they were a lot less cartoony than yeah. DMC. But I definitely still enjoyed DMC. Yeah, it was a decent game. I just, I want the old Dante back. We want the old everything back. Well, <laughs> if you play Monster Hunter World, you can kind of look like him. Ah, I mean, can you can you almost look like anyone in Monster Hunter World? Uh, that's true. But they just yeah. did release, like, a, what was it? I haven't played it, but I saw it. It's like a clothing pack and maybe some weapons. So you can definitely, at the very least, look like him more so than... Well, other things. Yeah, they did that in Mega Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Palco okay. Mega Man. That yeah. was just uh something else. See, maybe maybe Capcom's teasing us with this whole, you know they put out the Devil May Cry costumes because they're gonna announce Devil May Cry five. That, that's at least that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> you know, that's I what I'm hoping. I wouldn't be surprised at this point because Capcom is doing really well, I think. Uh, Monster Hunter World just sold um I think it's the best-selling Capcom game. Uh, definitely in the past decade, I'm sure. And they've got all this content with their um, characters in it. I wouldn't be surprised with those extra funds that they would be putting it towards something new. Yeah. And then, of course, Mega Man 11, right? Is it 11? It's something up there. Yeah, yeah. the new Mega Man coming out. That's also something I'd expect to see. The heavens will hopefully open with all these games come E3. I really hope so. Yeah. My hopes are for three things. One, uh, I think it's like Cyberpunk 20... 2077? Yes. I wanted to say 88, because 88 (laughs) sounded better than 77. (laughs) But I was like, 88's definitely not right. So I'm hoping to see that, uh, mainly because for some reason the like teaser image trailer thing that they put out a while ago reminds me of Detroit Become Human. So I would like to maybe hope that it's going to be something similar to that, but it's probably not. Um, knowing the people who are making it. And then also, Days Gone. Um, that is a kind of like, I wouldn't say it's very similar to The Last of Us, but it's another one of those, um, post-apocalyptic zombie games, uh, where your main character is a guy on a motorcycle. So hopefully I can customize my motorcycle and run over zombies and totally look like a badass. 
But I'm definitely hoping for that because I'm pretty sure it was delayed. And there was a trailer put out at last E3 with um, some footage of them playing it at E3. So I'm hoping that we get a solid release date for that. And then my last prediction is for The Last of Us 2. I'm super curious to know more about that. I hope we definitely do get a release date. I don't think there is one for it yet. Um, but I'm definitely hoping, like, I pretty, pretty much everyone else is probably hoping for that too, especially, um, with the release of God of War, a lot of people are, from what I've seen, a lot of people are comparing God of War and The Last of Us. So I think it would be nice to have The Last of Us 2 come out because I believe that if The Last of Us 2 does come out, that and God of War would probably be in the running for Game of the Year. So I feel like a lot of people would be torn on what their Game of the Year winner would be. Now, there's one game that I want to mention that nobody has mentioned, and um, I'm pretty sure it already has a release date. I don't know when, um, so we might not see it at E3, but the l- newest Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, does anybody know if that has a release date and when it is? I- I think all they said it's, was October. It's out this year. Um, I can. Red Dead. Let me check it. I know it's out this year. Um, because yeah, all, yeah it's October twenty sixth. Um, okay. a lot of other high profile games are kind of avoiding that day because they know that they can't compete with it. It's just going to be absolutely huge. So. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I. If they don't show it here, then that'd be a little crazy, because you got to gauge that interest, even though. I'm sure people are just going to buy it either way. Well, I am expecting some kind of a trailer for that game. I I never played the first one. Um, but I feel like with the amount of people that talk about the first one, even if they didn't bring it to E3, it's still going to get so much hype and so much publicity, even without the event, just because of how big the first game is and how many people actually like really really like it and it's rockstar i mean yeah yeah it's rock that's all i was about to say that's all you need to say about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true i i don't know like i'm i'm definitely interested in maybe picking it up if it looks like something i'll play um i never played the first one so hopefully if i do pick up the second one i won't be like super far behind or like miss anything or not get anything um i believe the second one's a prequel i heard that and i wasn't like actually sure if that was like 100 percent sure or not but i feel like westerns are in right now if that makes sense it seems like at least i see on tv um 
like a lot of like western themed tv shows um or just like skits or things like that so hmm maybe this year is the year of westerners westerners westerns yeah words Mm. words are hard (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh huh uh well on the topic of cyberpunk 2077 yes i've been looking and um some evidence says that it'll be like 2019 when it releases um which is not too far away now and also i saw another article saying that it's being developed for like the generation after this one so are we gonna see it on the xbox one and ps4 i don't know um it might just be one of those games that falls in the transition so that it releases on both consoles but um I'm expecting to hopefully see something on it. I mean, people are chomping at the bit to get more information, as I am, and we've been held in the dark for I don't know when did they when did they announce it? It's been like five like, years. They not did yeah. they announce it right around the time Witcher Three was coming out? Yeah, so it's that was, it's been that was a, a few years ago. Yeah, and you know, I was actually going to say that as one of my things. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. It's something that I'm extremely excited about. I like it just I don't know why, but I can't I definitely can't remember if it was just an image or if it was a trailer. But it just reminded me of Detroit Become Human, which is coming out next month. And I was like, Ooh, that looks really cool. And I'm definitely picking up Detroit Become Human um to play because I am a big fan of Quantic Dream games. So I was like, oh, maybe Cyberpunk will be similar to Detroit. And now that I think about it, being that's coming from the people behind The Witcher, it probably will be nothing like Detroit, but the visuals of whatever they release just look fantastic. Well, they're both Cyberpunk, aren't they? Yeah, they're kind of, like, futuristic, so I'm wondering if that's the reason why it reminded me of the other one. And the thing about Cyberpunk 2077 is the only thing we have to go on is that little teaser trailer they have. It only says very little about the game as a whole, you know? Yeah. Seems like the gaming industry just likes to tease their fans, and I don't know how much more... Of this teasing I can take. <laughs> yeah, it seems like heart. all these games, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. It's time to finally release something, you know? I mean, according to the people from God of War, good things come to those who wait. Look at God of War. I mean, that game is A++. Just phenomenal. It definitely has its drawbacks, but besides those, I can push those aside and definitely say that it's it's pretty great. And actually, we can roll into something coming from that, um, which is 
like development and production times of video games, do you guys feel that taking its time and putting a couple years behind a game is makes a difference over something like Ubisoft used to do, which was just pump games out year after year after year after year. Yeah, I think taking their time really does, you know, it really does help. We were talking about how I was playing Persona 5 earlier. I know they delayed that game, you know, two or three times, and now it's, you know, one of the best, considered one of the best RPGs in modern times. How about you, Austin? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I won't say the longer it takes, the better, but I also get a little nervous when I see something in development for like, I don't know, a year or something. I think there's a happy medium. Three to five years seems pretty decent, and I think God of War was like five years, right? Yeah. Um, But then you have things that are like the, uh, yeah, it was Duke Nukem, the Duke Nukem situation. It was just in development for God knows how long, a decade. That's when you get suspicious, and that's when you start to think, well, maybe maybe this game isn't what it's all hyped up to be. I mean, I definitely have to agree that there is a happy medium um, between a short production time and a super, 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 super long one, like 10 years. Um, I definitely agree that 3 to 5 seems to be a good medium. Uh, an example of that would be, I would say, Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, after Syndicate is... I'm pretty sure it was Syndicate. After Syndicate, they stopped their every single year release. And mind you, I really enjoyed Syndicate. It definitely had its drawbacks. I have a clip on my PlayStation 4 of me walking down a street and then all of a sudden a carriage and a horse just blast into the air and do like six flips and then just crash down to the sky. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> like, didn't my game just die? Um, but I did pick up Assassin's Creed Origins and I definitely see a lot of improvement, especially in the combat. Um, and the way the game handles and the way it looks. So I definitely have to say that I hope and would want companies to take their time when they make games and definitely give them a look over not once, not twice, but a couple of times to make sure that everything's perfect so you're not putting out a massive day one patch that is going to make me not play the game for three days because it's still downloading on my really slow internet. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't like, for example, for, with God of War, I haven't run into any issues yet. The game runs really smooth, really clean. There's no bugs that I see. Um, the only bug that I've heard about is Kratos will fall through the floor repeatedly. And I should probably look up how to save my game if that ever happens to me. Um, but that's the only bug that I can think of. So I'm just, I'm happy 
and it definitely does seem that longer times, I would say definitely make some difference. I wouldn't say that they're the kind of like end all be all, but I'd say that they do make a difference. Yeah, I think God of War really shows that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So while we're on the topic of God of War, <laughs> I'm coming up with all this stuff like on the fly. It's all hitting me at once. Um. Do you? I don't know if you guys have played it or if you've seen it. Um. If you have seen it, I. I would hope that you guys agree that it does look pretty amazing. Um, the graphics are pretty great, and it's very, very visually appealing. Do you think that the makers of God of War, with how good it looks, with basically like the no finger quotes on cutscene or black screen experience, do you think that's setting a new bar for other studios to do something like that that make games that are similar to God of War. Well, I hope that people look at it as a good example. Yeah. Um I haven't personally played it, but I've seen a lot of it and I think it just shows that hard work really pays off in the end. Um as I said, I haven't played it, but I saw the video of the uh producer Cory Cory Barlog, I think. You know, he he was up in the middle of the night and looked at the review scores and he started crying. I think that speaks a lot um, to how well they did. And I hope that other people try to emulate that and make really quality experiences. I know that there's been quite a few games recently that have disappointed me. Um, now I'm hoping to, well, I kind of want a PS4 now just so that I can play that. <laughs> I definitely would have to say that it's it's worth picking up if you you can and rolling I have something I'd like to go into a little bit more in depth but uh Mike what what is your take on this possibly uh very very high standard that God of War has might have said well that's the thing now everybody has to match that you know it's set the bar so now you know if people don't match that bar everybody's like well this game's shit you know yeah mm. so it's just it's gonna hopefully make other developers think like okay we we got to reach that bar we can't be below it because otherwise you know we'll be compared to you know oh well, it wasn't as good as god of war that's a good point and yeah. i hope that they or people don't use that as the uh, standard for what a game should be. Like with RPGs, you always see people saying, oh, this game is not as good as Witcher 3. But, well, yeah, Witcher 3 was amazing. Um, it, I don't think it's healthy to like always compare with the best of the best, uh, but, I, but I do hope that they take lessons from what I've seen from God of War to make games better in the end. I definitely have to agree. Like I don't I don't think every game is going to fit the mold of being able to have no cutscenes or like seamless cutscenes and no load screens. Um but I hope that if 
other people do try it. I hope they try it in their own way and make it like their own experience with whatever game that they're making. I definitely don't want to see them kind of just copy what God of War has did and just paste their game into it, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the cinematic flow of God of War and the way that they do it. I do find myself sometimes complaining because I'm just like, okay, well, am I supposed to start here? Like, is this my time? Am I out of the cutscene? And do I start walking now or am I still in the cutscene? But that's a small thing on my part that bugs me because I'm just weird like that. It happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope that the gaming community doesn't compare games and be like, oh, well, this game didn't live up to this, so it sucks. Because I don't think that's the way people should judge games. But rolling from our massive talk of Sony exclusives, um, do you, how should I phrase this? How would you guys rank the exclusives for Xbox and Sony? And do you hope that Xbox steps up their game this E3 with more exclusives because personally I believe that Xbox is definitely lacking in exclusives. I believe that's the reason why I'm a Sony fangirl is because I believe that the exclusives coming out of Sony are amazing. Um, so what are your take on their exclusives? Well, I'm also a Sony fanboy, so... Um, but they could probably do a better job. Like, um, Austin said, you know, he's hoping for Halo and I think Halo would really help. I definitely hope to see something more from Xbox than just Halo, but I do think that they need a Halo game right now. So Austin, being that it's Two to one, Sony over Xbox, <laughs> like always, JK. Um, what is your take on Xbox's exclusives? Yeah, um, I don't want to say I regret purchasing an Xbox because I've had a lot of great experiences with it, but clearly it's lacking uh, in exclusives. And I won't say it's to make matters worse, but... Um, you know, what's to stop me from buying a high-powered PC instead of an Xbox so I can play all those games? Because it seems to me like they're going to release every future exclusive on the PC now. Um, but, I mean, the Xbox is stable. It's not going to have any problems. It's not as expensive. <clears throat> um, as far as games go, this E3, they definitely have to pump out something other than what we've been seeing the past few years i expect to see crackdown obviously um hopefully with a definitive release date because it's just been pushed back constantly uh and then i really really want to see new fable although i think that's kind of a 
far far fetched idea at this point. They do still own the IP, so I'm hoping that they can do another I, one. I actually believe there is a Halo, uh, not Halo, um, Fabled in development. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would love that. But I'm not 100% sure, but I do believe there is one in development. Yeah, I've heard some things as well, um, yeah. and I, I can't be certain. I know that they have a little card game out on uh, the Windows Store and Steam, but, I mean, that's, you know, forget about that. I want to see Fable 4 or a reboot of the franchise or something that takes it back to its roots, not Fable 3. I was pretty disappointed with that. Make it more like Fable 1 and 2, and 1, it'll sell like hotcakes. 2, I'll be very happy. I might get an Xbox. <laughs> I think... We have sold Austin on PlayStation, and we have sold Mike on Xbox, and I am still just going to stick with my PlayStation because that is my child, and I am too broke to afford anything else. (laughs) But I'm going to toss one last game into my E3 predictions because I just thought of it when Austin mentioned Fable. I am hoping for a new Dragon Age game. Oh, yeah. I played Dragon... I didn't play Dragon Age 1 or 2. Uh, I played Inquisition. I was looking for a game that would take me a while to play through and would give me a lot of replay value, so I was stuck between Inquisition and The Witcher 3. And I went with Inquisition because it was cheaper than The Witcher 3. And I I really enjoyed it. And I, when I tell people that I played Inquisition but I didn't play one or two, they're like, you're really missing out. And I know I'm missing out, but I'm too stubborn to go back and play the first two. So I'm definitely hoping for a new one. I enjoyed the second one, but a lot of people will tell you it's not worth it. It's not as good. Um, definitely go back and play Origins. If you liked Inquisition, you like the universe, obviously. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it's kind of different, but I think overall you'd enjoy that. And I also really hope to see um, another Dragon Age. I mean, there's been talks that it's been in development, and so it's probably something that I would expect to see and something I definitely want to see. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I've never played a Dragon Age game in my life. Mike, what are you doing? (laughs) Mike! I can't talk because I've never played God of War Persona. Listen, we're all going to trade games. And it's going to be a trading triangle. And we're all going to share our games so that we can all experience this greatness of all these games that we are talking about together. That's the way it's going to work. I, (laughs) if anybody is interested in Dragon Age Inquisition, it is always on sale on uh, PlayStation. All I have to say is just make sure that you get the Game of the Year edition because that comes with all the DLCs. Because I made the mistake of cheaping out and only buying the base game and then realizing that each and every DLC was full price. Yeah. And that they rarely went on sale. And I didn't get them on sale until 
last Christmas, and I've had the game for, I think, like, a year and a half. So definitely don't cheap out, like, your friend Haley here, because I'm a broke college student. Definitely save up a little bit and go with the game of the year edition. So, as we've been at this for almost an hour, um, is there anything else that you guys would like to mention or talk about? Because we've covered a whole bunch of stuff. So, any, uh, any final thoughts? Well, I've done now two podcasts back to back, so I can't say I have much to say other than that you should look out for my stuff on GameLuster.com and um, don't be afraid to try out Battletech as I said earlier. It's pretty fun especially if you're interested in it. So that'll be my game suggestion this podcast. Yeah, you know, if you're on the PlayStation, check out Persona. And I'm just going to toss it out there again because I already mentioned it. Look out for my uh, impressions slash reviews slash whatever it ends up being um, my piece on God of War where I am going to go into deeper details of why it is already my game of the year winner and why I'm probably just going to act like every other game doesn't exist this year because <laughs> in my heart nothing can top Kratos and his dad bod. It's great. I love it. <laughs> also, can I just say that the world serpent, I want a snake that big, but I also don't want a snake that big because it's terrifying. But it's a serpent. I don't know the difference between a serpent and a snake, and that makes me look really unintelligent. But it looks really cool. I hope it's in the next game. Anyway, thanks for everyone for listening. And thank you to Mike and Austin for being here today and helping me with this massive E3 predictions rambling podcast that we have completed. This is Haley signing off for the Game Luster podcast today. And thank you and good night. Thank you.